If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Episode 47 of Viking 360. This week, we're going to talk hoops. The boys and girls teams both playing very well. And we'll also sit down with wrestling head coach Matt Smith and get his assessment of the Viking wrestling team as they reach the midpoint of the season. The Lady Viking basketball team has won eight in a row as they prepare for a Tuesday night trip to Capitol Hear John Kennedy's conversation with Mike Rubin. Coach, first things first. Thursday night, go to Ravenswood and pick up a win. I guess it's always sweet to to win the county uh, competition. It is, and uh, I was a little worried, to be honest, because, you know, Ravenswood, uh, they get up every game when we play each other, and we had two pretty bad practices this week. Uh, the girls weren't focused. They weren't locked into what we were doing. In the practice, we were making little adjustments, and and we were just glad to come out of there with a win. Coach, uh, you were off to an eight and one start, lost the opener, and then have you reeled off eight straight wins since then. Uh, is this something that you expected going into the season that you were capable of putting together something like this, or not catch you off guard? I know you're pretty young. Yeah, we're extremely young uh, as far as uh, experience goes. And I never dreamed in my wildest dreams that we would be sitting here at 8-0 and and after we lost our opener. And really it was the first quarter against Herc, and they outscored us uh, by 16 in the first quarter, and then the rest of the three, they only got us by one. And I'll chalk that up to pregame jitters, but uh, the girls are settling in. They're getting a little bit more familiar playing with one another and understanding who's going to do what when we have a busted player, whatever, and they're out there just playing basketball. And you're starting to see some signs of those girls feeling more comfortable together. Coach, what is it about this group? What makes them click? <laughs> the one thing that I that I notice that there are, the girls truly like each other. There's no drama in the locker rooms. And, you know, it doesn't get carried over to social media. The, the parents of the all the girls as far as I know, I mean, I, I'm always going to be wrong in somebody's eyes, but for the most part, you know, we've got a good bunch of parents as well. And Coach, you have a, a somewhat a tough game coming up. Capital is a program with a lot of athleticism, and they seem to get their program seems to get be getting better and better. It does. Coach Cunningham, uh, I think it's his third year. Uh, He's made leaps and bounds in that program, and they are getting better. And we got out of the tournament with a win against them, but it was a ball game for four quarters, and our girls are going to get tested at Capitol for sure. And I always tell them when you step off the bus at the opponent's gym, you're down 10 going in because you're playing not only at, on their home court, they're familiar, but sometimes you get three zebras out there that don't give you some of the calls that you would normally get. But that's what you get into when you play on the road. And, and Coach, 
um, some fans may not realize that, but our gym is a little bit unique in that it is shorter than probably 95% of the places that you're going to play over the course of a season. Yeah, that you're exactly right. Ours is 84, and like Capital, we're going to, theirs is 94. It's college size regulation court, and that plays into the four quarters when those girls are used to doing conditioning and practicing, getting up and down on their, on their home court, and then we go in there and we add another 10 feet. It makes a difference towards the second half. It truly does. Coach, thank you very much. Congratulations on the win, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, Rube. Always a pleasure. This year's Lady Viking basketball team has only one senior. It's sharpshooter Caitlin Sarver. Welcome back to Ripley High School. Joined now by Viking senior sharpshooter. We'll call you Caitlin Sarver. Caitlin, thanks for being with me. Thank you. Caitlin, senior year already. Kind of hard to believe, right? <laughs> yeah, it flew by. You're uh, the lone senior on the team. You don't see that very often. Have you felt any extra pressure maybe being the – the leader or uh, being someone that the, the underclassmen look up to? Absolutely. I think since I am the only senior, I'm definitely – I have to be the leader. I take that, you know, as a responsibility, and I take it very seriously, and I want them to look up to me because, I mean, next year, I mean, they'll have three or four juniors, but a couple of them are new, and um, so I just want to be the one that they can look up to. Tell me about this team. Uh, we did a few of your games last year on the radio. It was a scrappy bunch. You guys fought and battled. Uh, defensively, uh, really stuck out in my mind how hard you guys played. What do you see out of this team in 2019-2020? Um, I think we're young, so we're going to have to you know, take that and learn from all of our games coming up. But I think that we have heart, and we will play until the buzzer goes. And... So I think we'll take that. We'll give all of our effort and do what we can to win every game. Have you relished the fact that uh, maybe you're going to be leaned on a little bit more to do a lot of the scoring this year? Um, I know we always talk about you in terms of being a scorer. You're also a great defender, good rebounder. Uh, so you do a lot of things out there on the floor. But especially early in the year, this team's probably going to lean on you from a scoring perspective. Yeah, I know I've always been known as the shooter, but I've tried this year especially. I know that I, I'm going to be relied on, so I've tried to make my game more, you know, driving as well, just other than shooting, so I'm kind of a threat. seems to me that really good scorers typically, when they get going on the defensive end and they're not thinking so much in terms of scoring, the offense just comes to them. Uh, and you seem to me to be that type of a player, the games that we've covered for you. Thank you. Yeah, um, Coach Kennedy always stresses, you know, defense. And defense is what can win games. I mean, it comes from you can get offensive plays off turnovers. So defense is definitely most important. Tell us what uh, what your goals are this year. Uh, obviously, you probably want to get Civic Center. That's probably goal number one. But uh, tell us about 2019-2020, what Caitlin Sarver's hoping might happen. Um, I would love for this team to have a winning record. We had one last year, and I think we can do it. I definitely do. And I just want to prove ourselves this year. What are your plans after high school? Uh, where, where do you want to go to school? Have you figured all that out yet? Uh, if you want to play, I know you're a multi-sport uh, athlete. Do you want to play sports at, at the next level? Um, I'm not really planning on it, but I have decided to go to Fairmont for nursing. So that'll be tough, but I'm ready. <laughs> Caitlin, thanks for the time. Best of luck this year. Thank you.
Ripley Viking wrestling team continues their challenging schedule as they head to Alliance, Ohio this weekend for the Top Gun Tournament. Coach, we're sort of at the uh, midway point of the wrestling season. Tell us uh, what's your evaluation uh, of the team here at about the halfway mark. Uh, we've been progressing pretty well over the course of the season. Um, I think we've came a long way from where we started. Um, some guys, not just the beginning of the season, but even last season, the season before. Um, and I, th I think we're making um, some strides here. We're still not perfect, of course. We're not quite where we need to be. Um, but we've um, kind of to the point where we expect in this season. And uh, I know it's always a factor when it comes to wrestling is the, the health factor. I mean, how, how are, is the team as far as uh, injuries? and? Uh, yeah, December's always been a, a pretty crappy month for us, it seems like, every year. Um, we kind of talk about the same things with guys being hurt, um, issues, sicknesses, those kind of things. Um, it's, it's one of those things that once we get through December, typically January and February are um, a little bit smoother sailing. Um, we get a couple more guys back in our lineup um, uh, in a couple weeks. We get um, some guys coming back from some injuries they had over from football and things like that that are coming back. Um, so I think as far as that goes, we're um, kind of getting a little bit better and better. And really we've had – we have about a couple, two weeks um, between matches here, um, which is a good chance to, uh, to kind of let things heal a little bit. Um, but at the same time, work on technique and some things that we're – um, lacking a little bit maybe that we wouldn't focus quite as much on more. We're a little bit more um, busy there, in, and especially in December. It seems like we're practicing three or four days and then turn around and go into another match. So um, January and then February um, spread out a little bit more. So it's, um, we've got a little bit more recovery time and things like that um, and, and a little bit more time to work, which is always good. The guys have been coming into the uh, into the wrestling room for several weeks now, and uh, at this point in the season, uh, how do you keep that motivation up there? I mean, how do you? I know you're gearing up for the regional tournament and everything, but uh, talk about the mental factor uh, of wrestling. Uh, mentally, it's a, it's a draining season. Um, it's gets rough, um, it, and to me, it's especially rough wrestling here. Um, I try to take it. Um, to be pretty hard on the guys to make sure that they're the most prepared as they can be. Um, so we do that from a schedule standpoint by trying to schedule the best guys we can. Um, and at the same time, um, practice and things like that, where we train harder, try to train harder than everybody else. Um, and, and because of that, it can wear and grind on you a little bit. Um, but really it's just trying to get these guys, um, you know, with, with training like that, you kind of break the guys down a little bit, but you've got to, um, do that to bring them back up um, and when they do that they come back a little bit stronger and they they keep doing that through the season um, and good things are going to happen. All right Matt as we uh, finish this up let's talk about you said you you have a little break in the schedule but tell us uh, what you have coming up next and if you can tell us about the next opportunity that local fans uh, will have a chance to see your team. Uh, we are uh, next week going to Top Gun uh, in Alliance, Ohio, uh, which is a, a very tough tournament. Um, many years ago, or several years ago, it was one of the top five, top ten tournaments in the country. Um, it's not quite um, that level now, but there are still a lot of uh, very good teams that come, a lot of good guys there. Um, so very tough tournament for us. Um, the following week we go to WSAZ, which is uh, um, at the uh, former Big Sandy Arena in Huntington. 
um, which is where they have the state tournament. So that'll be a good opportunity for us to um, get a little bit of experience wrestling in that building, get a little bit of experience um, wrestling some of the teams we're going to have to deal with. Um, and it'll be a lot harder, too, because then you've got a lot of AA schools, some out-of-state schools and things like that that you have to contend with there as well. Um, so it could, you know, it could be argued it's probably tougher than the state tournament even um, in terms of an in-state uh, tournament. Um, and then the next two weeks after that, um, leading up into regionals, we have a home match with uh, Sissonville and Mahama. Um, and then uh, right after that, we have a match with uh, Point Pleasant, um, our typical annual duel with them um, right before regionals. Um, then regional tournament will be at Huntington High this year. All right, Coach, thank you very much. All right, thanks, Rube. After a thrilling comeback against the Parkersburg Big Reds last week, the Vikings erased a 15-point halftime deficit to get the victory. Now hear from Viking head coach Luke Parsons. Coach, the victory on Thursday evening against Parkersburg High was certainly a thriller. What a comeback. And what was the difference between being down 15 at halftime and coming back and winning by eight? What was the difference of the two halves? Well, our guys just uh, bought into what we needed to do, and they, they, they played better. They didn't... Uh, you know, it, at halftime, the only thing we did, we changed was our defense. I mean, we went to a 1-3-1, and it gave them fits. We, we came out and scored six or eight points right off the bat, and when we do that, our guys gain confidence, and they just play play better that way. Um, I, I don't know what it is early in the game, but we come out with jitters or whatever every single game and play terrible early on, and then second half, they figure it out. It's not really, we don't, we don't really change much. We just go in and settle them down and say, listen, this is what we were supposed to do. This is what we didn't do. Now you know what to do. Let's go. And coach, this was not only a significant win uh, for your program just because of the nature of the game, great crowd and a great comeback, but it also has implications when it comes to the sectional tournament. Can you explain that for the fans? Yes, it does, and, that, and and our kids knew that going into the game, and that, that might have been had to do with something that happened in the first half. But yeah, that that game, um, Parksburg, Parksburg South, we went head to head, or or however it works out, that's going to determine where we play and what our seat is in sectional play. Um, right now, we got we beat PHS. Hopefully, right now we should be sitting at a two seed, whether we lose the South or, or beat South. Um, if we beat South, we should be looking at a one seed a home game and a berth already to regional play so that, that's what those implications have and we got south at home so we got a chance to beat them too so you know and that, that's why we scheduled the way we did we you know we play everybody in the region and that way we beat some teams hopefully we'll get seated higher than what we did last year when it comes down to sectional play coach you have a little break in the schedule now and not another game until this coming thursday so what do you concentrate on uh, during that extra time to practice well uh, you know today we came in um, just got our bodies going the kids are sore my starters are sore they played the whole second half with no rest um, they were sore we came in got them loosened up got some shots up talked about last night some things we need to work on some things we did well um, and then we talked about Catholic and, and just building on getting better every day and uh, getting ready for that sectional play when that time comes. Just keep on building, building, building. And I got to move some of those youngsters along. And that's what we were going to work on this week is try to move some of those young guys along so that I can trust them and 
um, have confidence in them to put them in the varsity game. Now, Parkersburg Catholic. Yes. They're single-A, but they are not your typical single-A school. No. They were the defending state champions, and you play them on their home court. So what kind of challenge does Thursday's game represent for your program? Well, so I, and I told the kids, I said, guys, they're, they're single-A. They don't play the opponents we play, but they're in the state tournament year in, year out. They're coached well. I know the coach very well. Um, their players play hard. Their players are good. Um, to, to me, they, they play like, like Parkersburg High, High does. Um, they play just like them. They like to run and gun. Um, their defense is a little different, but offensively they do the same same type of style of play, and they got about the same you know skill level. So our guys just have to come ready to play. Um, you know, they're they're just another opponent, whether they're single way, double way, or triple way. Coach, we're now uh, nine games into the season, so uh, you've had a chance to. Uh evaluate this team uh, through some competition. So uh, what are your thoughts on this ball club? Are they shaping up uh, as you thought they would, or have you been surprised? Or? Oh, they're finally coming along. Um, you know, the, the last three games, Huntington game, Nitro game, and PHS game, the second half is how the coaches and I felt we could, we could potentially play this year. Um, if we can put two of those halves together, like our second halves in the last three games, we can beat anybody because we would be scoring 80, 90 points, and no one's going to score that on us the way we play defense. So, you know, and that's what I told them after the game last night and today. If we can just figure out a way to settle down early and uh, take care of the basketball in the first half on the offensive end and score a little bit more points, then, you know, we, we can beat anybody on our schedule. Coach, thanks for your time. Good luck. Thank you. Viking senior post player Ty Johnson is putting up some impressive numbers. He's scoring an average of 16 points. He has an average of nine rebounds, and he has 18 block shots on the season. How would you assess uh, your senior season so far? I know you've had some ups and downs, but uh, you've probably been one of the most consistent uh, aspects of our, our uh, season to this point. Yeah, I know that the team's had some ups and downs, but uh, me as a player, I don't think that I've been playing as well as I can be. And I've just kind of been about to flip the switch. Like, I have been in practice now. What What is it, man? Uh, you know, you're kind of feeling your way into it. In basketball, you can do that. you got 20-some regular season games before you get uh, into postseason play. But uh, how do you kind of feel your way into a season and, and kind of start to figure out uh, what Ty Johnson's senior season is going to be like? Uh, well, really, it's just all in practice for me. Like, like if I have one good game and then like I know that like I can practice like that from like the rest of the year and and, and then like it carries over in, in the games and then I can practice or, or or I can play like that for the rest of the year. Now you put in a lot of hard work in the off season, man. I know you were hitting the weights real hard and the conditioning and all that good stuff. Tell us a little bit about that and how much that's helped you so far. Yeah, that taught me a ton from uh, last year. I didn't really get to lift much throughout the season with the team because of my broken hand. But uh, this year I went in – every morning up until season with uh, Coach Mullins and some other guys on the team and lifted. You mentioned uh, that broken hand last year. What did you learn from that, man? Well, you had to sit out and, and watch and, uh, you know, get ready. I know you were really excited when your time finally came, but just from the learning aspect, what did you figure out during that time? Nothing's promised. Nothing's promised is, is exactly what I learned. And uh, then whenever I got into playing AAU – I was finally getting back into the groove of things because I only played 10 games last year. 
and it was hard for me to watch and not be able to play with my uh, teammates. Tell me about uh, your teammates right now, your senior season, man, playing with your younger brother. What's it been like so far? Yeah, my teammates are great. I got seven seniors. I've uh, grown up playing with with uh, just about all of them. And then Luke. Uh, Luke, playing with Luke has uh, been a dream come true. I, I never thought that I'd be able to play with one of my brothers. I, uh, I wanted to play with Chase my freshman year, but then he transferred. But uh, uh, playing with Luke, it's awesome. Me and him click better than just about – anybody else on the team no i'm a i'm a younger brother so uh speak softly when, when you say this but do you guys ever get mad at each other out there on the floor and kind of shoot each other glares or fire some words back and forth uh we uh definitely do get mad, mad at each other uh, but uh what I, but what i say to him is like just like helping him like i'm helping him but sure but he says to me he doesn't know more than me, so. <laughs> well, man, uh, what do you expect this year? You guys got a tough road to hoe, but uh, I know the only thing that really matters uh, is come March. So, I, I know you're excited about that. What do you expect out of this club? I'm here to play school. Uh, really, I just expect us to go above 500 because I know that we have the team to do that. And then and then after the regular season, come postseason, I just want to be in the state tournament. Well, man, I appreciate the time. Best of luck this, the rest of the year, and uh, we look forward to seeing uh, what's in store for you. All right. That'll do it for Episode 47 of Viking 360. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you around. Remember, for all the news on the blue, Go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.